Welcome to Your Big Idea Podcast, the inspirational podcast designed for you, the entrepreneur who wants to grow your business online, make an impact, and teach what you love. Here's your host, Jake Press. Hi, I'm Jake Press, your Big Idea Guy, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Job Man himself, the OG of YouTube, and my very good friend, Mr. Jim Strout. Jim, welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm glad this is recorded. I'm about to play that back. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks, sir. <laughs> yes, it's been a little bit since uh, you and I did the your uh, um, was it? Li- I, I, I live, I live, I live online. online. That's right. I, that's right. We used to have a, we used to have a video series called "I Live Online," yes. where we talked about all the latest social media and technology stuff going on. Good times. bringing it back we had a very dedicated fan fireman rich (laughs) shout out the fireman rich we got our names wrong but that was okay (laughs) he he was dedicated he was dedicated and and, and guido our producer yes he was was always there always you know never late he was always always dependable always dependable let the sunrise Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Jim. Well, Joe, Jim, this uh, this show is designed for entrepreneurs and thought leaders to encourage and inspire people to live their purpose and their big idea. Mm. Tell us about your big idea. What inspired you with your purpose to help people find their career path? Uh, being unemployed. Not <laughs> <Well, laughs> a lot of fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I throughout my career, I've been laid off. Uh, I think three different times. Yeah, three different times. And it was always unexpected, even though you would think by the third time I would (laughs) see the signs. The first time I was laid off, I had just um, gotten married Mm -hmm. and my wife was laid off. And so when she was laid off, I said, "Uh, honey, don't worry about it. I I got us. You know, I got the Superman cape on. It's all good. Then I got laid off. And nothing tests your love more than two laid off people looking at each other <laughs> in a small apartment. <laughs> and so I went about doing uh, the normal things. Like, you know, I went to Monster, I went to Department of Labor, I went through online job ads, I asked people, hey, do you, who do you know is hiring? Doing the same thing um, as everyone else and getting the same results. Nothing because. At the time, at that time, we were going through a recession. This was, uh, I think, 08, 2008. So at some point, I was like, I was sitting at the kitchen table looking at different job ads, looking at my resume, and I, and I remember saying, oh, God, I got to do something different. What, what can I do? And then I, just, then I just sort of stuck out of my head, do something different. You're doing everything that everybody else is doing and getting the same result. No wonder you're going to be stuck in this rut. So I started thinking about it, and I said, well, let me do some, some different things. And um, I started finding work. And when I got laid off two more times after that, uh, those same practices um, and some new ones helped me to find work faster. And even though other people were laid off around the same time I was uh, at those times, I did not, I was not on the job market as long as I think I would have been um, if I did not practice some of these strategies that, I, that I'll share. So the world has changed, right? Um, oh, yeah. Job market has changed. world's changed. Um, uh, employers have really opened up opportunities, which seems like there is a significant amount of opportunities out there. But mm-hmm. how has remote work changed the way that people find jobs? 
This broadcast sponsor is Corsola.com. Corsola empowers entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners to accelerate their businesses online. Corsola's powerful teaching platform provides you with the ability to create video courses and fillable workbook style questions to go along with each course. But here's what's awesome. It's not a download. You can actually review the answers of your learners, provide excellent accountability, and you never have to send PDFs ever again. You can sign up for your free trial, no credit card required, at Corsola.com. Enter in your big idea and get an extra 14 days on your free trial. Go check it out today. Corsola.com. I think people are looking for jobs that have more meaning. I think after the pandemic, uh, people have said, what What am I doing with my life? It's sort of like we're going through this PTSD. You know, there's this um, trend going on now called the Great Resignation. And basically what that is, is people have been leaving their jobs en masse uh, to find a career that they can believe in, to find deeper meaning, or just not to work for a while uh, whatsoever, which has made it uh, a bit of a headache, <laughs> more than a little headache for a lot of employers. Um, it's causing them to adjust their employer brand to show that, hey, working here is not just a job, but you're also contributing to a greater cause. Um, so I see a lot of companies tying in their, their employer brand and tying into work to a greater purpose. And that resonates with, with a lot of job seekers now, especially millennials. You know, millennials want to feel like they're not just doing the job, that they're making a difference, not only for themselves personally, but for society overall. Yeah, that's really great. I've seen a lot of tech companies adopt that whole um, specific around focus around purpose and yeah. really driving for to to bring millennials in the new gen into the companies and let them know that they can make a difference. And even a big company, whether a big tech company and some of the big tech companies are certainly resonating with that that message. Um, from a competition standpoint, what are the key things that someone needs to do to stand out from others that are vying for the same jobs in this massive market job open opportunity? First thing I would suggest they do, I looked at, look at their LinkedIn profile. Spend more time on your LinkedIn profile than your resume. Because that's LinkedIn is pretty much the first place a company a recruiter will go to look for talent, and look through uh, how you describe your various roles. You want to show that you improve things when you work for an employer, that you save them money, that you save them time, and that you uh, developed while there. When you uh, work there, things were a mess, but you put things in order. So you made the process of doing business better. Uh, maybe, maybe by you working there, you saved the company money or you made the company amount of money. Um, in each role, whenever possible, and as honestly as you, as you can, you want to prove those three things. You save them time, you save the money, uh, you made things better. Uh, the other thing you want to do, and there's several, several ways to do this, and I'll go, into, I'll go into some of these techniques, is you want to present yourself as an expert. People want the best. They want the expert. They want the one who's the leader in the field. Uh, they don't want somebody who says, hey, I can do that too. So how do you go about making positioning yourself to be the best uh, candidate available? One way is to share your expertise. So there is a website called Listen Notes, and it's spelled just like it sounds, L-I-S-T-E-N-N-O-T-E-S, listennotes.com. That's a search engine for podcasts. So let's say that you are someone who has a, a thriving career in the insurance industry, right? So you go over the, to Listen Notes and you type in the keyword insurance. What's going to happen is you're going to see 
uh, a bunch of podcasts pop up. And these will be podcasts that focus on insurance, or there'll be podcasts that feature some expert talking about some aspect of insurance. So what you're going to do is you're going to write up an email that says, hey, uh, dear Mr. or Miss, I see you have a great insurance uh, podcast. I would like to present myself as a guest. My experience with insurance is this, A, B, and C. I've been doing it for so many years. I've done it for such leading companies as X, Y, and Z. If you have me on your podcast, I would like to discuss with you one, two, and three points, right? Send it to that podcaster. Podcaster says, great, because I know from hosting a podcast, I'm sure Jay can identify. Podcasters are always looking for really great guests, right? So if you present yourself as a great guest, a uh, podcaster will take a, take a chance on you. Uh, maybe that podcast isn't as popular as, say, Joe Rogan, uh, but maybe it's somebody who has maybe, I don't know, 100 listeners uh, um, uh, uh, per podcast, 100 downloads per podcast. That's still great because you are, uh, if you become a guest on that podcast, then you, ha- then you are presenting to 100 people who have an interest, a keen interest in insurance. If you got a guest spot on Joe Rogan, you know, a small, a lot of people will hear you. But how many would actually be the ones that you want to talk to that could actually give you a job uh, or working for an actual insurance company? So if you give, get on a podcast with a small audience, that's actually ideal, right? That would do a couple of things. One, it'll make you, it'll position you as an expert to that podcast's audience. You know, they, they have a built-in audience by virtue of their podcast. Two, you have that long tail effect because when recruiters are searching for candidates, they go on LinkedIn first, but they also... Uh, do a search on Google to find candidates for free. Being on a podcast is great. Uh, you have the long-term effect of being found in uh, search results of people, of recruiters who are looking looking for you. And um, you also have a way to network with other leaders in your industry um, a lot easier. So let's say that, let's say, for example, the big idea was all about insurance, Right. Then I could say, hey, hey, Jake, um, thanks for having me as a guest on your show. Hopefully I said something that was of interest to you. Um, I'm always looking to network of other insurance people. You have an insurance podcast. Who else do you recommend I reach out to and network with? You know, uh, Or maybe I can go through uh, Jake's um, ep- uh, episode archive and say, wow, I see you, I see you uh, interview Big Shot Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Insurance. You know, can you introduce me to Mr. Insurance? I know you know him because you talked to him for 30 minutes on your podcast. You know, so that's a great way to network with people and find other influencers uh, without leaving your home. And you have an instant in by virtue of being on a podcast. Well said. Well, thank you so much. So, Jim, I saw uh, a quote from yours. You said, yeah, resumes aren't paper. They're people. Yes. And and I thought that was I thought was very poignant because, you know, an example, my son, um, he was, you know, in, the, in the particular in this job market here, he was looking for, you know, for specific companies and he's reaching out and he's sending his resume, what seems to be like a lot of companies. And I kept explaining to him, you need to differentiate yourself. You need to separate yourself. You need to be the expert, exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be the expert of your domain and show the value that you could do, but you've got to do something different. And I think that was the key. You said, do something different. That is yep. something I've been preaching in my, in my household for quite some time. You've got to do something different. I've always believed that. Um, how are, how's the like, job recruiters, how are they thinking about resumes being paper versus people or people versus paper? 
Um, where's the struggle there? Yeah, um, good recruiters remember that they're talking to people, but there are a lot of recruiters who are just looking at, they'll, uh, on average, a lot of recruiters will scan a resume for like seven seconds and then go on about their way because they're looking for certain keywords, right? Uh, the thing about recruiters is you never know who, which recruiter is looking at your resume. So I, I divide them up pretty much into three categories. Let's say let's call them three bears. You got a baby bear recruiter who's been recruiting for maybe a year, maybe. Um, they don't know what they're doing. They're looking for keywords and resume, and they figure if they see um, uh, Java on your resume, then maybe you, you'd be a good Starbucks <laughs> employee. I don't know. So they don't know what they're doing. They're looking for keywords. Then you have, let's say, Mama Bear, who may be a bit more experienced, but maybe um, she's worked in healthcare recruiting. She's done a little bit of technical recruiting. She's done a little bit of college recruiting. So she's sort of all over the place, um, but she doesn't spe- she doesn't specialize in technical recruiting and say you're a software developer. Then you may have Papa Bear, who's done nothing but technical recruiting for years, right? And he can look at a resume in three seconds and know right away if you're someone he wants to talk to, right? So you have varying degrees of recruiters looking at your resume from being very experienced, know what they're doing, to some who just don't know what they're doing. The problem is you don't know which one is looking at your resume, right? So just as recruiters go through tons of resumes where they finally find one they look for, I would suggest to you, from a job seeker perspective, to do a bit of research and find recruiters that are worth your time. The same way they can find you on LinkedIn, guess what? You can find them on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn, do a search on recruiter. If you're a technical technical person, do a search for technical recruiter. Look at that recruiter's uh, background. How long have they been in recruiting? What kind of companies have they recruited for? Look at, look at how they describe um, their work. Did they place a lot of software developers? Did they place a lot of program analysts? Did they place a lot of engineers, what have you? Look and see if they have worked at companies and have placed the kind of person, placed the kind of candidates that fit your background. If so, that's a recruiter worth your time. Then reach out to them and say, hey, I see you specialize in working for Google, Microsoft, and Facebook. I'm a software developer. Those are the type of companies I like to work for. Those are the type of companies I have worked for. You know, can we talk? Your big idea action steps for the week. Whether you're looking for a job or looking to find companies or partners to work with, update your LinkedIn profile. As Jim mentioned, it's more important than your resume. Be sure to show how you can help a company save time, money, and that you're the better solution to their needs. Be the expert. Go to listennotes.com and search for a podcast in your line of work. Send the host an email and tell them what you can bring to their audience. And finally, connect with other influencer guests from previous episodes on the podcast that you listen to. By focusing on smaller audiences, you will show up in the search engines from each of the shows. Well, thank you so much for that that great feedback there. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And um, let's let's tell everybody where we, they can find you. Uh, Sure, sure. You can look me up on LinkedIn, of course, or you can go to my website, Jim Stroud. It's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D.com. Operators are standing by. I also would suggest you go over to Amazon and do a search on Jim Stroud because there you'll see um, I have several books that I've been fortunate enough to write. One of them is called The Number One Job Hunting Book in the World. And there I have a ton of strategies that you can use to find work 
um, pretty quickly. That's it. Jim Strout, you heard him. He wrote the number one job hunting book in the world. Da, da, you, da. <laughs> absolutely. Let's let's definitely take that. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> absolutely. And you can also find him at the Jim Strout Podcast, aptly named on Spotify and other places where you hear podcasts. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm looking forward to upcoming interviews with people like you that are inspiring others with their big idea. I'm excited for those to go live. Until next time, you were created for a purpose, live your purpose, and your big idea. Woohoo! This episode of the Your Big Idea podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more business strategies and tips from the pros to create the online business you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.